This is the Better Than Before Betrayal Podcast, Episode 16, Boundaries. Have you or someone you know experienced betrayal from a husband's pornography use, sexually compulsive behaviors, or other forms of infidelity? Hi, I'm Ruthie. I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a life coach certified through the Life Coach School. In this podcast, I will share my experience of growth and healing as I have learned tools and concepts to help me take responsibility for my own happiness, find peace, confidence, and become a stronger version of myself. Come with me and let me show you how to have a life that is better than before betrayal. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm going to talk about boundaries. This can be a tricky subject for many. What is a boundary? A boundary is something you create for yourself. It is created to protect yourself, to keep you safe emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. It is a request you make of another person and a consequence of what you will do if the request is not respected. Boundaries come from a place of love. If you are angry or frustrated, you will want to work through those emotions before you do any boundary work. You can do a thought download, writing down all of your thoughts and feelings until you get to a place of calm, peace, and love. Make boundary work a matter of prayer. The Spirit will guide you to know what is right for you. Remember, this isn't about punishing, it's about respect. Because healthy boundaries promote self-responsibility, they lead to closer relationships, respect for others, and respect for yourself. Many people confuse a boundary with a punishment, something you do to someone if they cross a boundary. It can sometimes be difficult to discern what can be supportive to our husband and what can be enabling unwanted behavior. It's important to always know what is in our control and what is not. We can set boundaries to protect ourselves and our families and still respect their agency. We can show that love for them while we still protect. Boundaries will help us maintain our sense of our responsibility of what we can control and help to strengthen our feelings of self-worth. Boundaries can also help us stay out of victim mode. When and how to set a boundary. Sometimes boundaries only need to be communicated when they've been violated. We don't walk around announcing to the world, by the way, if you hit me, I'll call the police. The the boundary of randomly, not randomly hitting people is generally understood. We have many boundaries that we don't state. We have many boundaries that we were not aware that we needed to state until it had been crossed. Most of us have a boundary concerning honesty. We expect that our spouse will not lie to us. We didn't know that we needed to verbalize this boundary and set a consequence until we knew it was violated. We have a boundary that we will not tolerate yelling or name-calling. 
I'm sure most of us have an unspoken boundary or expectation that our husband would not use pornography. When I was married in the late 80s, my husband and I didn't have a conversation about this experience, his experience with pornography. We just didn't talk about it then like we do today. I have often thought that it may have been a good thing that those conversations didn't take place because we didn't have the sources of help that we have now. So call me crazy, but hear me out on this. And maybe you'll agree with me, especially if you're around my age. I think that if my husband had told me of his experience with pornography then, I would have freaked out. If I would have sought counsel from my parents or bishop, they may have told me to not marry him. The young women's lessons at the time were certainly run away. No wonder there wasn't a culture of honesty around it. They were just shamed. Even after all that I've been through, all of the heartbreak, the pain, and struggle that is still a part of my life due to his choices, I stand firm in the belief that my husband is a good man. I would have missed out on a lot of blessings had I not married him. I can say that now. I certainly haven't always had that attitude. Anyway, we had, I had an expectation that he would be honest with me. I didn't know that he had any experience with pornography. Well, okay. I assumed that he had some exposure. I mean, we live in the world. Even the 80s, it was available. Not as easily. Anyway, we need to be clear about what our personal boundaries are. And now that you have experienced betrayal, you may realize that you need to speak boundaries that you hadn't considered speaking before. I actually did tell my husband before we were married that if he ever wanted to have an affair, to just tell me. We could divorce and avoid all the lying and the deceit and the sneaking around. And he would be free to do whatever he wanted. Of course, my husband didn't go into marriage intending to cheat on me. It was a long, slippery slope that took him to that place. There are two steps to establish a boundary. The first is to state the request. The second is to state the consequence of the boundary being violated. The consequence, again, must be what you will do, not what the other person must do. You can't make them do anything. Stating the request. We need to clearly voice our request and make sure that it is understood. Remember, you do this at a time when you're feeling peaceful, calm, and loving. When you speak from this place, you can use words that will portray your love and your respect for his use of agency. Stating the consequence, if violated. Again, when you're coming from a place of love, calm, and peace, the consequence will be a natural consequence of the violation. Hopefully, your husband will hear it that way and not as a punishment. They may hear it any way they choose, and that's on them. You are responsible for your delivery. He is responsible for his receiving this information. They decide 
if they will honest, honor your request. Remember, the consequence is something you will do. It cannot be something they will do because you can't force them to do anything. If a boundary has been violated, we need to communicate to the person that they have crossed it and clearly state or remind them of the consequence. The boundaries you set are meant to protect you. So you need to clearly state when a violation has occurred. A common boundary is that if a spouse relapses, it must be reported in a timely manner. Some people say 24 hours. My boundary is 10 hours. I think that's plenty of time. And that's just me. Not all boundaries work for all people, that's for sure. The consequence for not reporting could be that you'll not sleep in the same bed or house with him. How this arrangement takes place can be an open discussion. A consequence of he needs to sleep in another room or leave the house is not a good consequence because you are unlikely able to forcibly remove him. Your consequence must be what you will do. You must be willing to sleep elsewhere if he is unwilling to. You can certainly ask him to sleep in another room or leave the house, and he may be willing to do that. If he's unwilling, then you need to be prepared to do so. It must be something we can and will do. If we don't follow through, it will send the message that we aren't serious, that we don't expect love and respect. Not all boundaries and consequences are right for everyone. I remember sitting in a spouse and family support meeting years ago and listening to a woman share about her boundary and consequence that she had to enforce. It worked very well for her, and she was very pleased with herself for following through with her consequence. She had such increased confidence. It was powerful. I remember struggling at that time about setting boundaries and consequences that were right for me. I felt strongly that her consequence wasn't right for me. I had the same boundary around relapse, but our consequences were very different, very personal. I remember that being a very powerful experience for me. Your boundaries and your consequences are a very personal thing. The Spirit can guide you in knowing what's right for you. There was a time that I wondered if I had an unhealthy attachment style. Because I would typically want to draw my husband closer to me when he told me of a relapse. Not sexually, but I did never kick him out of the house or tell him to sleep in another room. I may have been as far away from him as possible in that shared bed. And I didn't feel the need to have him away from me in another room or out of the house. Most women wanted to be as far from their husband after a relapse as it could be. I thought there was something wrong with me. Now, I will say here that my husband almost never surprised me by telling me of a relapse. Usually his disclosures were not in real time. Uh, They would be, well, for the past three years, I've been doing blank 
and blank and blank. I knew something was up, and I've shared that in previous episodes. I don't know if my knowing had anything to do with my drawing closer to him. I don't know if it was because I was guided by the spirit. I don't know why I was that way. I don't know if I would be that way again if he were to relapse. I did read somewhere that it wasn't a result of unhealthy attachment, and that was a relief to me. Some people have a different response. There's no right or wrong way. So if you find yourself wanting to draw closer rather than being repelled when your husband relapses, know that that doesn't necessarily mean that you have an unhealthy attachment style. I will need to find that resource again. So boundaries can help our husbands to understand that we will not tolerate disrespectful or harmful treatment in any form. We may sometimes want to shield or protect our husbands from seeing our pain. They certainly don't like seeing how much they've hurt us. However, we aren't doing them any favors by pretending. We aren't acknowledging our pain when we hide it. It is healing when we are authentic and true to our experience. It can be eye-opening experience for your husband when we're open and honest about how we feel and how we've been affected. This can lead to more accountability on their part, to them taking greater responsibility for their actions. The consequences can be the motivation they need for healing and for change. A boundary is not a way to control another person so that we will feel better. This would be manipulation. Boundaries are to minimize the harm or negative effects that another choices can cause. Having a conversation about a boundary can be uncomfortable and challenging. It is necessary for intimate, respectful relationships. We need to be seen and heard and respected. That's what intimacy is. Being known. Remember, boundaries are not about manipulating someone else's behavior. He gets to choose what he will do. It's your boundary and your consequence. You can enforce it from a place of peace and love. This is how you are taking care of yourself, and it's not about them. Be very clear about upholding your boundary. Many people to continue many people continue to violate boundaries because in the past you haven't had any or don't follow through with the consequences. Following through with the consequences 100% of the time is critical to make this tool effective in your life. And sometimes we'll mess it up, but we can have a redo. Even when our husbands have a desire for change, they may challenge our boundaries. They may not want to face the consequences of their actions. Surprise! We rarely want to face the consequences of our choices. It can be so helpful and so difficult to carry out consequences with an attitude of love and look for the learning opportunity it provides. We 
can ask for the Lord's help in this. He can guide us through it all. His influence will bring us increased peace in these difficult situations. So here are some signs that you are not ready to set a boundary. If you don't feel loving and kind, it's not the best time to set a boundary. If you're feeling highly charged emotions, you'll need to calm down so that you can be logical and rational and healthy. If you're trying to manipulate someone else's behavior for your own benefit, not the way to do it. If you're blaming, negative, frustrated, that's not coming from love and peace. Again, you'll need to work through these feelings and to do effective, healthy boundary work. It's important to recognize abusive behaviors. Some people that participate in compulsive behaviors can also be abusive. Abuse can be emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, or sexual. This is not to be tolerated. The Lord does not want us to tolerate abuse. Sometimes abuse can be difficult to recognize. Manipulation or gaslighting can be challenging to detect. It's important to take steps to keep yourself and your family safe. Boundaries are an excellent way to communicate your expectations of how you want to be treated. If your spouse is not willing Excuse me. To respect your boundary, you have clear information about their intentions. If abusive behaviors do not stop, you'll need to take action to keep yourself and your family safe. You will most likely need help and direction from professionals and or your bishop to navigate this. Mostly, most importantly, guidance from the spirit to direct your path. So now that I've told you all the rules, quote unquote, around boundaries, I'm going to say this. I have a boundary concerning honesty. I've shared before that it's my husband's responsibility to be honest with me. I don't check in with him anymore. I'm not his accountability partner. Please don't be your husband's accountability partner. I don't have a specific consequence laid out for a violation. If I discover that he has been dishonest with me, I retain discretion as to how or what that consequence will be enforced. It's completely open-ended because I can't say now what I will do. It depends on the infraction. The consequence will align with the violation. I will seek the guidance of the Spirit. It may be that I will not be physically close to him for a time. It may be that I will choose to end the marriage. I simply can't say what will be right for me. I choose to have this open-ended boundary so that I can be guided by the Spirit and my own response that I deem appropriate. 
I do this because my husband is well aware of the hurt that he has caused me and our family. He knows that I try to live by the guidance of the Holy Ghost. And he knows that I won't tolerate much more. He knows that I love him and that I expect to be respected. Boundaries are a crucial part of your healing. It can be challenging to know exactly what boundaries and what consequences are right for you. You can discuss them with someone else. You can listen to other people's ideas. Ultimately, you can reach out for guidance from the Spirit to know what is just right for you. What boundaries do you have? Have you written them down? What are the consequences of your boundaries? Is it something that you will do, not what he must do? Have you voiced these to your husband? Now, I've been speaking of boundaries as they pertain to our relationship with husbands. We certainly have boundaries in all of our relationships. Are there boundaries that you need to set concerning other relationships with family or friends? It most likely will be a difficult and uncomfortable conversation, but it will be worth it. I love this quote. The only people getting upset about you setting a boundary are those who benefit by you not having one. And I don't know who said that, but it's good. This work of boundaries is so helpful in all of our relationships. I hope that you'll spend some time doing boundary work and realize how healthy and helpful boundaries can be for us. If you'd like to chat with me about it, reach out. I'd love to talk to you. Take care. Until next time. Thank you for joining me. I hope that what I have shared today is helpful and hope-filled for you. If you know someone that would find this podcast helpful, please share it. If you are ready for one-on-one coaching to help you take responsibility for your own happiness, to find growth and healing from what you have experienced, please go to betterthanbeforebetrayal.com and schedule a free session to find out how I can help you on your journey. I'd love to talk to you.